Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Thriving Doctors podcast. So today it's just uh, me. Um, and today I'm going to be talking about stages of trauma and healing. So this came to me uh, as I was doing the ironing this morning. Um, don't know why I need to share that with you, but uh, <laughs> we have our, sometimes I have my best ideas, or what I think are my best ideas when I'm not thinking about the podcast that I'm going to do. I'm just listening to somebody else's podcast or listening to another audiobook. And I, this was a podcast I was listening to from a mentor of mine called Claire Diamond. And if you want to check her out, uh, she is Claire without an I, so C-L-A-R-E, and Diamond, quite uh, relevant, yeah, the Thriving Adoptees logo is a diamond, but her surname is spelt diamond without an A. So it's D-I-M-O-N-D. So a uh, great lady. So I am now 56, and I was thinking about my relationship with trauma. And from my as I was thinking about my relationship with trauma, I was thinking about that that relationship has gone through certain stages. So for the first 40 years of my life, which is what, 50, 40 over 56, it's three quarters, is it? Maybe a little bit more than that. Maybe 80%. Uh, I was trauma blind. So I was in the fog. I was unaware of any adoption trauma so uh, the uh, in in simple words i was unconscious uh, the the trauma was subconscious it was below the level of my thinking mind and then i became conscious of the trauma so i became trauma aware and that's the process that we talk about like coming out of the fog so when the subconscious becomes conscious uh, and when it becomes conscious we can then do something about that um we can find a podcast like thriving adoptees and figure out our next move we can read a book that's going to help us understand uh, our trauma um, and perhaps see how it's, how it's played out in our lives. We can join a group of fellow adoptees. And this is great for us because we realize that we're not going mad. Our reaction, our trauma, is a normal reaction to an abnormal event. Most birth mums, most kids, most mums who give birth to kids keep those kids. So it's a tiny minority. Um, I, I, I saw, I think it's 350 million Americans, so 70 million uh, Brits, um, those are two main uh, countries that the listeners come from. Um, I saw somebody estimate the number of adopted people is five to nine million adoptees. So out of 350 million, going with the five million, that's what, 1%, is it? Yes, 
five over 300, 315. No, um, maybe 1.2%. Somewhere between 1.75%, 1.2%. I should have done those numbers before I got it. But it's a tiny minority, right? Um, so we, uh, we, we go from becoming trauma-blind to becoming trauma aware um we yes we we can then do something about because we can't do anything about stuff that we're unaware of if we un are un unaware of a trauma that's driving our lives then we can do nothing about it so in a way it's a blessing right because now we're aware of the trauma we can do something about it um and uh disclaimer here i'm not a therapist i'm not uh, i'm not recommending anybody or any particular path i'm just describing my kind of my own path becoming trauma aware at 40 through the uh, the, the story about the teddy bear that so many of you have heard about you don't need to talk again so uh, I, I think from from there uh, I spent I spent a lot of time looking at two different causes of trauma in my life the trauma of uh, running my own business uh, so the ups and downs the emotional ups and downs uh, of running my own business found very tough and then the adoption stuff. And after 11 years running my business, finally had a good year. And that didn't bring me the happiness that I thought it was going to bring. Okay. So um, here in the West, where we, society, most of us in society uh, have a belief system that's based on I'll be happy when X happens. So for me, it was I'll be happy when I have a good year, business-wise. For some uh, adoptees, they, you know, I, I'll be happy when I meet my birth mother. Uh, I'll be so that we we are we're pin, we are pinning our hopes on a, an event in the future, and some of those reunions work out some of those don't one of the most important real things i came to realize in my uh, after being I mean, trauma aware was that happiness is an inside job and it's available to us at any moment because it's innate within us now that sounds very easy to say I'm talking there probably about something that I've spent months on investigating. And one particular week, it was eight till, eight till six every day for five days on a retreat to get to a lived experience of that fact. So... Trauma blind, trauma aware. Um, I think I went through another stage, which was trauma busting. So I became a trauma buster. I tried to bust bust my feelings because 
I, now I was uh, aware of these feelings and the source of them within me, and therefore I was trying to bust them. And that didn't work for me. Um, so I, at that stage, uh, I, I moved from kind of being a trauma buster to believing that I was trauma doomed. Uh, I read The Primal Wound. I thought, I'm doomed. I've got to, I, I've got to live my life with this, with this trauma. There's going to be no more happiness. Thought I was trauma was something that I was stuck with, despite all the work that I'd done. I, I, I'd been working in personal development kind of stuff for eight years, and I thought the primal wound doomed me. And then, um, in that doomed phrase of mind, I became a trauma pusher. So I was trying to get people around me, especially my wife, to accept my trauma. And uh, I thought, well, if they accept me with this trauma, they come to a realization about how traumatized I am, then then hopefully it'll make my life better, easier, because they'll understand me. And I see, because I made that mistake with my wife, uh, I, I, I'm very conscious of the fact that becoming a trauma pusher doesn't work. I see a lot of people trying to do it. Um, we're trying to change the way the world thinks of us. And it doesn't work. Uh, we're trying to push our trauma on them. And they their plate is already full of their own trauma. And because their plate is full, there's no space for ours. However much we try and persuade them to listen to us. Uh, the place I, I, so I, I found that I, I found that process uh, futile spent a lot of time a lot of years trying to change that but the place is always to go back inside so I, I went back inside I was still in groups groups looking at the essence of who we are rather than our feelings separating who I am from what I feel, separating who I am from what I think, separating who I am from my trauma. And, and I realized through that process, I, I, I call this phrase uh, traumatized body-mind. So I'm separating who I am and who we are, uh, the diamond of the Thriving Adoptees logo, from the fist that hides that diamond. And I saw for myself that however hard I tried to bust that trauma, uh, it stayed with me. In fact, the, 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 further, the, the harder I worked trying to bust the trauma, the bigger the trauma became. And I separated, I'm talking here about separating uh, 
seeing that we are not our trauma. Now that I've been told that that is re-traumatizing for people. Um, if that if if that is you, I sincerely apologize. I don't mean to trigger anybody here, and I'm just sharing my experience. Right. So, traumatized body mind is about saying, "Look, um, Simon is traumatized. His body mind is traumatized." But, but Simon Ben hasn't always been Simon Ben. Before that, he was David Anthony Flower. And before that, he, he had no name. Uh, these names are labels given to us by others. They're labels given to us by our birth parents and our, uh, and our adopted parents. And we are not our labels. So... Check. I mean, check out this guy Rupert Spira that I've mentioned all the all the time. If this is because he's far more articulate, articulate at um, separating who we are from how we feel. But it's this idea that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. The spiritual being is the diamond. The human experience is the trauma. Separating who we are from. And then the next stage, the stage that I'm working on at the moment, is what I call the truth truth stage. So this is looking at with a, um, a, a therapist and they're reading audio books and listening to audio books, stuff like that. Um, looking at it, so one in particular, No Bad Parts by a guy called Richard Schwartz. He goes as Dick Dick Schwartz, who's the founder of Internal Family Systems is saying there are no bad parts. So a, a part of me is, is is wounded, but as Dick says, he uh, the the essence of me is that uppercase S self. Uh, the metaphor that I've come up with this for this is one way to express it is that it is that piece. Uh, it's a circular piece used in uh, to represent ourselves in trivial pursuits. So it's a, circ a, a circular piece of plastic that has holes for six segments of cheese, it's like little triangular bits. And you put the, you, you, uh, as you get the question right that goes with each piece of cheese, you get the cheese and you put it into your. You put it into your plastic, uh, plastic cheese box. There are no bad parts, so the traumatized part of of, of Simon is the, the the cheese bit, and we're saying that we're we're looking at the whole of Simon here, which is there are no bad parts, so there's no bad cheese. There's no cheese that has gone off. Right. There's no cheese that has, uh, you know, some cheese is very smelly, even when it's still completely fresh. Uh, so what we think as as bad cheese is just cheese made to a particular recipe 
and that cheese has a strong smell. But the cheese is not off. There's no bad parts. So I hope that gives you uh, an, an understanding of these different stages. And there's no judgment in these stages. There's no judgment of one stage is better than another. This is me explaining the stages that I've been through. And what's been helpful for me is to, to do this stuff in, in, in community, to do this stuff with other people. 99% of my work, uh, my stages work has been done with, uh, with non-adoptees actually, because the, uh, the Western world, most of us here in the Western world are traumatized by something. So we're traumatized by the death of a parent, perhaps, or a, um, a divorce or being bullied or neglect or being raped or being abused or being neglected. Most of us have endured some form of trauma. So I, I've been learning stuff outside of the adoptee community. I've relatively recent entrance into the adoptee community. And um, what I've seen is that as adoptees, we're great at, at describing trauma, but we're not so great. And I call, I count myself in on this as well, at describing uh, healing, at describing the whole, the unwoundable whole, the, uh, the essence of who we truly are. Uh, we're unable to, it's, it's hard to put into words. I'm struggling for words here. Words were developed to describe trees and bushes and rivers and all this stuff that's been around for us for ages. And, and now words describe iPhones and Tesla's, uh, Tesla electric cars. This stuff is is tricky to put into words. That's why we have metaphors. So um, I hope that's been useful and we'll speak to you again very soon. Take care. Bye-bye.